If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Tiana Mungakai here had the world at her feet. She was living her best life. She was happy, she was healthy, and she was pursuing her NBA dream, playing college basketball at Syracuse. And then in 2019, her life changed when she was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. But the good news, she's back. She's happy, healthy, playing in the WNBL with the Sydney Flames. And Tiana's been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Tiana. Good morning. Uh, It's an amazing story that you've got. But just take us through how you're feeling right now about life, about your basketball, Mm -hmm. back in Australia, about to have a Christmas in Australia and, and playing at the top level here. Things must be pretty good. Yeah, I feel really happy right now in my life. Um, especially being home. This will be the first Christmas with my family for like seven years. So, yeah, that's really exciting. Um, and then just with basketball, obviously just grateful to be able to play um, the sport and, yeah, to be in Australia. It's it's home. So, yeah, I'm really happy. You've experienced, uh, I guess, when it comes to Christmas, uh, both sides of the coin. Do you do you like the warm Christmas or or the uh, the chillier version over in the United States? No, I definitely like the warm Christmas, like a hundred percent a hot Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, take us back to to two thousand and nineteen when you you got the diagnosis. I mean, it's that word that no one ever wants to hear, cancer. Just take us through. I guess your initial reaction and, and, and how you dealt yeah. with initially, especially, you know, being on the other side of the world as well. Yeah, so when I got the phone call from the doctor saying that um, he didn't actually call it breast cancer, he called it, like, the medical term, which was invasive ductal carcinoma. And, like, on the phone I was just like, what is that? You know, like, I, I obviously didn't know what that was. And he was like, oh, it's a form of breast cancer. And... In that moment, I was very shocked, and I kind of, um, I kind of freaked out. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do, and I just—he got off the phone kind of quick. The doctor he gave me a nurse's number, and I just sat there for a minute and cried. And I didn't want to call my parents because I obviously didn't want to call them across. You know, in they they were still in Australia at the time, and I didn't want to call them and tell them that at like three a.m. So it took me about like an hour to eventually call my parents and talk to them about it. Um, but yeah, initially I was just really confused, upset, and scared. Oh, and I was watching a story you did uh, a short time ago, and, and you were basically saying that initially, for a while at least, you're in denial that you were yeah. actually sick. <clears throat> yeah, so that was like when I was going through chemo, I would say, because it was, obviously I was tired a lot, I wasn't feeling well most of the time, but I continued to live as if I wasn't sick, and I think now looking back, like, it's weird, because when I was going through it, I would say I wasn't as emotional, I was just like, this is what I have to do to get through it and like I continued to live just as if I didn't have it 
um, like as if I wasn't sick. Where now, looking back, I'm like more emotional now because I'm like, oh my goodness, like can't believe I got through that. Did you have what was the the lo- we will be more upbeat, I promise. But uh, what what was the <laughs> the lowest moment for you? Yeah, I would definitely say it was when I lost my hair. Like um, I remember waking up in the morning and one morning like my hair was falling out and it was tingling and I was just so upset like I was crying because the doctors said like it's a possibility that it will fall out but it's not like a hundred percent like it just depends like some people's hair does some people's doesn't so I guess when that started happening I was really um, I was really down and upset and um, I would say another thing was my relationships, like some of my friends and like my relationships at the time, like they were just a very different because I wasn't going out much. Mm. I wasn't getting out of the house. So I would say like my friendships and relationship like broke off, which was another really sad time for me. Yeah, that is that is really tough. We're talking to Tiana Mungakai here, basketball star. She's back. She's healthy. She's playing for the Sydney Flames in the WNBL. I noticed that you you wrote a letter to basketball uh, when you're mm-hmm. sick. Just just take us through, I guess your relationship with the game pre your illness, and now your relationship yeah. with the game now that you've come out the other side. Yeah. So before I was sick, I would say basketball was everything to me. Like I kind of lived through it. Um, I've traveled to 12 or probably more different countries um, through basketball. And I've been playing since I was five. So it was basically in my mind before I was sick, like that's all I really had, you know, like obviously I know there's like other ways to work or whatever, but that was something that I cared about so much that um, when it was gone, I, I kind of put life into perspective. Um, So then after my diagnosis and like now um, I would say that I obviously still love the game and I still want to play for as long as I can. Um, But uh, I just think that I'm not as emotionally like when things aren't going right in my life with basketball, with you know, other things. I'm not as sad and I'm not as emotional. I don't get upset as much um, because things could be a lot worse and things are worse for others out there. So I think now it's just not the end of the world when I don't have basketball in my life. Yeah, I'm sure it's given you a, a far different perspective. But you had a big decision to make with your basketball in terms of uh, your medication, tamoxifen, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is a, a common medication for, for breast cancer sufferers. Yeah. Just take us through that decision you made to get off tamoxifen and, and, and why you did that. Yeah, so that was actually very difficult as well to decide um, if I was going to stop taking it or not. Um, when I was on it, it just I was on it for two years and I was supposed to be on it for five years. The main reason coming off of it was just because I couldn't, I, I just didn't feel well. Um, I was get, gaining weight. <clears throat> I was getting heat flashes. Like every 20 minutes I'd be just start sweating um, and I'd be really anxious. So 
and they're all the symptoms that come with that. But my main decision of coming off it was I couldn't really perform at the level that I wanted to. I also believe that I also have this feeling that I will be okay if I come off it. Like, I don't know. I just really felt like it, everything will be okay. And so now I just have to go and get checkups every six months, which I've been doing. Um, obviously, the doctors, you know, wanted me to stay mm. on it. and But they did give me that choice if I wanted to, but they recommended that I stay on it. And everything's been going good so far. So it's been about a year and a half that I've been off it. That is sensational. Just with your, with your basketball, uh, uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like your, your career, even though you feel a bit differently about the mm-hmm. game, your career aspirations remain the same, that, you know, Opals, it's yeah. getting to the WNBA. Is that right? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, so my goals are obviously still the same. I just... You know, if I don't accomplish those goals, it's okay. Um, and I think sometimes as athletes, we get so caught up in, like, that's all we have, that's all we, you know, we've been doing that, that's the only thing we've been doing. And so we think that's we have to get there. And if we don't, it's like a huge drop in our career or if it's like a huge, you know, downhill for where it's okay if I don't make that. It's still my goal, but, yeah. And I imagine you probably feel like you've got, Two families. You've got your own family. I think you've got five brothers. Is that right? Yes. I and got five I can't imagine what it must have been like to be overseas battling your health. And I, I, I'm assuming the support you got from the mm-hmm. Syracuse family must have been amazing. Yes, it was amazing. I received letters. I received flowers. Um, they were like they were amazing. My coaching staff was great, also, and my teammates. So. Yeah, I probably couldn't have asked for better um, Syracuse community and like coaching staff to be around. And now you're at the Sydney Flames, of course, coached by Australian basketball great Shane Heal. You're playing uh, in the backcourt alongside his daughter Shyla as well. Uh, how you find? It's been a bit of a tough start, but how you find as a team? How you finding life <laughs> at the Flames? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, this is my first time living in Sydney, so it's a bit different. I'm from Brisbane, and uh, the traffic is just, like, not my thing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I think, you know, this team is great. I love all the girls, and we're all really close. So, yeah, I think once we just start, you know, getting a couple more wins, uh, we'll be all right. What's Shane like as a coach? Um, he's pretty intense, obviously. <laughs> um uh, but he's really good. He's really transparent. I can talk to him about, you know, whatever, basically. So um, it's really good to have him. And uh, before I let you go, what's on the what's on the Christmas wish list? And uh, you one that's into New Year's resolutions? Um, Christmas wish list, probably a boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, you can add that on the wish list. That's okay. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I don't really know what I want. Maybe some more dunks, more shoes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe to lose some weight more. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Some typical woman (laughs) um, resolutions. (laughs) Uh, Beautiful. Tiana, it's a fantastic story. It's great to see you back happy and healthy and and playing at the top level. And let's hope you get to uh, fulfill all your goals from a basketball uh, point of view. Thanks so much for taking some time out this morning. Uh, Have a great Christmas, great new year, and uh, continued success in the WNBL.
Awesome. Thanks so much.